What's up, Dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to a brand new episode of Spread the Dread podcast. Uh, yeah, here we go. We, we hit episode 30. Yeah. 30's like a nice even number. Mm-hmm. I, loved, been, I loved when I was 30. <laughs> is, uh, is our one year anniversary for this show, is that April or May? It's in May. Okay. It's like the later half of May. It's like in the 20-somethings. All right. So not bad. Not bad. Episode 30, here we are. And we're going to talk about Marcelo Costa de Andrade, the vampire. And I'm sure I'm saying this wrong. Uh, the vampire of, uh, what, do you, what do you think there? Nataroy. Nataroy. Nidorah. I don't know. Where's this fucker from? Brazil. Oh, there's no fucking telling. Isn't it Portuguese? Down yeah, there? yeah, yeah. I have no, I, I don't, I have no idea how their accent works at hey, all. Hey, dreadheads! If any of y'all know how to speak Portuguese, feel free to uh, like send us like an audio clip of you saying this name right. It's the. Uh, yeah, I, 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 all right. We got to decide right now in case this comes. Well, I'm sure it comes up later in the notes. What are, what are we gonna call this? Um. What do you mean, like, what we're going to, oh, like... How are we going to pronounce that word? The, the Niteroy. Niteroy? <laughs> yeah, just real country. <laughs> Niteroy. <I> am... <laughs> you know you're proud I... of me for that. <laughs> I am sure that is the most <laughs> inaccurate way <laughs> to properly pronounce every letter that's word, in yeah. there, but, but not, what it's sta- well, not what it's supposed to say where it's from. <laughs> Like, you got all the letters from an English standpoint. I can't knock you. You know what I'm saying? Accent or not. Yeah. But, you know, what's kind of funny is, like, it's kind of like night and then, like, ROI, like, return on investment. So, a night's return on investment. All right. Well, let's hurry up and get on. I know it gets real dark in this episode, so I had to do it now. Let's hurry up and get on topic so that our listeners get a good return on investment for this episode. So, yes, welcome again. Thank you all so much for uh, getting in on this episode mm-hmm. again. Uh, Joe, whether they're brand new or they've been here since episode one, what's the best place to link up with us? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. What are they going to find there, Joe? You're going to find direct links to the most popular streaming platforms for podcasts, as well as our donation tiers, um, our social media, and also our merchandise, which... Yes. We have an announcement with the merchandise. Um, let's the let's Panzerum shirts won't be available after the end of March. So yep. what yeah, March thirty first, it'll be the very last day, and then we're gonna have to take that design down. Yeah, we're not saying we're never gonna bring it back back, yeah. back out, but we're definitely gonna vault it and we're gonna try to replace it with something. Yeah. We've got some ideas going around. But yeah, this is gonna be the last month that we're gonna have that in there. So if you've been debating on getting one of those uh, actually, our girl uh, Casey, who she mm-hmm. she donated, Thank you, I forget Dave whatever Casey. whatever tier she got, where she yeah. got one of the shirts along with her donation. Yeah. She picked the Let's Pants Ram. Which we shirt. need to get up with you, girl. Like we got to find out. We got to work something out. You got to pick a. Uh, our next subject matter yes. on the actual like, yes. main podcast. Yeah, she gets that right too with the yeah. with the tier that she donated. So keep that in I've mind if you're slapped. thinking about Sorry. doing uh, donations to us as well. But if you've been uh, thinking about getting a shirt from us, which that's a great way to support us, and you you know you give us something and you get something in return mm-hmm. going that way. Uh, yeah, so this is gonna be the final month for the uh, Let's Pants Ram shirts. Uh, again, Joe covered everything there. The last thing we want to bring up, as always, is that if you would like to get some free Spread the Dread merch, you can get a free Spread the Dread podcast five-star super spreader 
sticker. The way to do that, well, you do it just like Lex did. Uh, she hit us up. She just left us a five-star review. Looks like it was on Spotify. Nice. Uh, and she Thank did you. it. She did it exactly right on IG. Boom. Screenshot of the review. Street address. Lex, uh, by the time you hear this, uh, you'll probably your sticker will be in the mail within a day or so. Yeah. So that's those are gonna come to you. You can get those free by doing that on Apple or Spotify. Just leave a five-star review. You don't even have to write anything. Take a screenshot of it, send it to us on IG or Facebook or our Gmail, and then give us the street address. You're going to get a couple of free stickers. Absolutely. It's the Hell easiest yeah, thing to do. And I can see all the reviews in Spotify, and Spotify's only been taking five-star reviews pretty much this year. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know, this is early 2022. I didn't feel like very long ago they right. did that. And, and we've had mm-hmm. nothing but five-star reviews, mm-hmm. and literally... I think we still want to know who gave us a one star review on Apple. I'm just curious. Oh, who cares <laughs> at this point? But, um, but yeah, out of out of however many reviews are on there, only like three or four have actually claimed stickers. So get that handled and get that uh, get that over to us, and we'll get you the free stickers out there. Joe, is there anything else you could think of we need to handle? No, that's it, dude. Nope, no other pro- no promos this week. No other shout outs except Lex. So uh, yeah, guys, make sure you're hitting us up on the website and following us on all of the social medias and giving us those good reviews. Make sure you're heading over to YouTube too. Subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. Throw us a few thumbs up. There's really nothing to see there right now. Because hit up BitChute. Fuck. Yeah, and BitChute as we well. We love supporting but, BitChute. But definitely subscribe and give us a thumbs up over there. Those channels are going to you know get utilized more as this mm-hmm. year comes around. Um, so yeah, we'll just keep that in mind, but without further ado, Joe, let's get right into the episode and I'm going to let you pronounce all of it this time. (laughs) So real quick, Joe, what's, what's this episode about? Marcelo Costa de Andrade, the vampire of Ninth Roy. Well, Joe, since you did so good (laughs) pronouncing that, it sounded way better than my attempt at it. We'll go ahead and stick with that format like we do at all times. And I'm going to toss it over to you for the bio. Okay. So Marcelo Costa de Andrade was born January 2nd, 1967. Um, he was born to poor immigrants from the northeast region of Brazil. So I'm assuming this is up in here, Rio, Rio de Janeiro. For, all, for, for myself and all of our first world listeners, they, 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 they noted that he was poor immigrants, but that's Brazil poor. Like... <laughs> That's uh, that's a whole new level. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, we assume so though. We've never been. We don't know. I mean, what, are you telling me the TV and, no, and all no, the stuff's no, lying? No, no, no. That it's probably maybe it's not as bad, but maybe it looks bad, but maybe it isn't as bad. No, Brazil. I don't know. Brazil gets fucked up. Okay. Brazil gets real nice and fucked up. Y'all can tell anybody how learned I am. Anybody who gets on Reddit <laughs> can can agree right here with me. Brazil gets fucking ratchet. <gasps> Okay, so I knew, like, there was some, like, issues in, like, Latin America when it comes to, like, cartels and stuff, so I just wasn't aware what regions were affected by it. I know, but still, like, it, I I didn't know, I didn't know if that maybe was All right, well, then get back to to the notes then, but yeah, Brazil gets fucky. Okay, anyways, sorry, my bad, I went off on a tangent. Um, He lived most of his childhood in Rocina. A favela in Rio de Janeiro. Okay, so I was like, right. Um, constantly abused and beaten by his dad. Um, he was also really violent towards his mother. So he's not only getting it, but he's also viewing his father beating on his mama. Right. Um, his mom was a housekeeper. And even via his mom, um, Andrade really 
was weird about listening to an auto recording yeah. of his younger brother crying. Yeah, that's 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 real. really creepy. That is fucked up. Yeah. But I mean, you so got- did he like? Were they playing with the recorder? He fucking caused his brother to like screech or cry, and then he was just relishing in that moment, like it was a fucking trophy. I don't. And how know. poor are you if you have a recording device, though? Well, no. I mean, my my other. I mean, I I didn't say what kind of recording device. To be fair, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, but imagine. I mean, if you're his mom and dad, you know, he's exhibiting that kind of behavior. But this is happening, I mean, at this point, we're talking, like, you know, early to mid-70s. Yeah. You know, how, what the fuck is... It? I mean, pre- even a normal, like, first-world, middle-class family, like, what what all did they really know about what the fuck could be going on in this kid's head oh, to be yeah. doing that back then? I, I Let alone a really poor family from, from Brazil. But mm-hmm. and, and then on top of it, like, I ain't got no money to go fucking get this kid checked out. Like, that's one of that's I don't know, man. That's one of those, like, you just roll dice every time you go to sleep at night <laughs> and that kid's in the house. I would say, I, I, I would think that Brazil would be under socialized medicine to an extent, so I don't see them paying for you to go get, to see a behavioral therapist. <laughs> no, that's one of them where they're just like, oh, he needs that kind of doctor. Mm. You should have looked. We, you should have killed we, him we at a young yeah. age yourself. We do not have that kind of doctor, but we do have something we can do because we don't have that kind of doctor here. But, uh, but yeah, Marcelo was eventually sent to live with his grandparents in Ciara. Uh, they were also... Was there an explanation as to why? I mean, maybe they couldn't afford it. I mean... Th- That's what I was thinking. Again, That's kind of the vibe I was catching. Again, you're relying on records of a poor Brazilian family in the 70s. I, you know... I, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, uh, touche. But um, the grandparents were also abusive and violent. Uh, during this time, Marcelo's parents had actually divorced and remarried. Uh, so after a few years of living with his grandparents, he traveled back to, to Rio de Janeiro uh, and began to live with his abusive step-parents and his parents. During his stay with... So he was dividing it up. Like Sometimes he was with his biological dad and his stepmom. Sometimes he was with his biological mom and, and his stepdad. Yeah. Uh, apparently, everyone was abusive. They, mar- you know, they divorced. His parents divorced, married abusive people. So he's still yeah, getting... Yeah, so like, he's, uh, not, he's not... He's, give, he's actually even getting less attention at this point. Because now you have a, a biological versus a non-biological parent in the household... And the tension's supposed to be given to the child. And he, he's gone down to half. Well, I mean. At each house. And so there's, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no surprise that he was, ended up actually being raped and almost killed by an older guy while he was st- staying with one of his step-parents and parents. Um, and this guy also even tried to strangle him. Yeah. So he goes through this trauma already having a shit fucking childhood with shit fucking parents. And then this shitty fucking thing happened to him. Yeah, I mean, he's got... Like, goddamn. He, he's got a terrible situation with his yeah. his actual biological parents. Then he goes to his biological grandparents, and they suck. Then he goes back to his biological parents who have divorced and both have remarried, and Even now shittier his step-parents step suck, too. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, this is... We always have... You know, sometimes we have a few here and there where we're like, oh, you know, that shit just popped up out of nowhere a little bit, you know, like... Yeah. 
in like young adulthood. No, nope. all the groundwork no. and foundations right here for what was that concrete theory? Yeah. You all talk about yeah, this motherfucker yeah. was just wet cement. People yeah, just came by and like just kept punching the cement and yeah. shit like that. But when uh, yeah, barely wouldn't let it dry. Just keep on fucking with it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's uh, exactly what this is. So he was eventually sent off to a boarding school. He was bullied there. Uh, at the age of 14, um, Marcelo was actually kicked out of the boarding school during ah. his age. It was one of those where you aged out at that point. That's crazy. Uh, oh, my God. 14 and on your own? Holy shit. Okay. Well, and then boom, right there you see yeah. the very next thing. He begins to work on the street as a prostitute. Yeah. And he actually was suicidal and attempted to commit suicide uh, during that time, but actually failed at it. Um, after escaping from the Funabem, that this is the F-U-N-A-B-E-M. I, that had a lot of Portuguese words that it stood for, but roughly. You did that, a smart American thing yeah, and put it down to that. It's, it's a prison for juvenile delinquents. All right. That's so, yeah, that's all them letters in Portuguese stand for something and it's not good to be going there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that ha- he went there at the age of 16, uh, and uh, he met with uh, another dude, Antonio Batista. Uh, Batista how would you say that last name? Uh, Friar. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, and, and once, once, uh, once he was. So they were out, living together, and like, they were well, fucking because yeah, they were got both out gay. Of juvenile, the Funabim. Yeah. You know, the, the, he once he got out of there, he began to live with Antonio, uh, but he actually continued. To to prostitute himself as well. Well, yeah, he had to have his walking change. Uh, yeah, but Marcelo <laughs> eventually left uh, Antonio and actually returned to live with his family and was leaving, you know, he was leaving prostitution behind, all of that, uh, and he started at that point, Joe, to work as a pamphleteer. You know, just Okay, so that's just handing out pamphlets i'm assuming yeah it's it's flyers you know but that, that's back then you know it's really so interesting there would be a job shit. that would pay that for something like that it's just crazy to think so yeah, I don't again know. though you're talking about but back in the day the 70s yeah. early 80s at this point uh, so at this time joe marcello began to frequent the universal church of the kingdom of god that's a big name Oh, if, boy. if you're if you're if you're into religion, that's a very powerful sounding name. Sounds like that's a, that's one of them churches that's you know it's taken up a couple city blocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, but it, 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 God it, commands a kingdom in three city blocks, <laughs> and I'm sure lots of money going in. Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of getting at, but okay. <laughs> I, either way, we won't get into all that. Uh, but. Um, yeah, so Marcelo was frequenting that church, and he was told by the preacher there, and, and this is something, I was raised very religious, this is something that they often say anything, especially when, you know, a lot of the times if, if a young kid experiences like the death of an infant or a younger child, mm-hmm. they always, you know, they're always like, oh, well, what happens to them? Because, you know, like the whole religion experience with the Christianity. Oh, lack of thing. baptism and acceptance. Well, and yeah, shit depending like on that. depending yeah. on what sect sect of religion mm-hmm. you know you fall under and stuff like that. But they're always like, oh, they were they were innocent, they were too young and all that. They automatically go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So I I've we, I, we've all heard it if you were in church and even people who probably don't believe in God and stuff like that would be like, oh well, no, nothing bad oh, happens to babies, yeah. you know. Like they're, they, no, you know what, you know what monster would do that? Um, 
but <laughs> Marcelo got 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 pretty Joe. He 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 kind of took it a little the wrong way. Yeah, he just took uh, and ran with it, put blind like blinders on, which is like, oh, children go to he heaven took, he when took they this die. As a sign. Yeah, um, and this actually ended up sparking Marcelo's interest in killing children. So now because he has this thought process, and then he believes that killing adults was wrong. Um, because he could be sending them to hell. So it's better to kill the youngins because then they automatically go to heaven. <laughs> so I'm going to say this because I don't know much about him. Because, again, this is one of the ones where Jonathan did most. Or, well, yeah, no, you did all the yeah, notes. Yeah, this, I should, this, I should yeah, not even was, try to say most. He did the me. notes. This is me. Go ahead, though. I'm just going to assume that when he was raped, that he was probably right around the age of 12 or 13 years old. And that more or less, like, the reason why he's drawn to children is, A, is because they're innocents. Yeah, they're going to go to heaven. But I think because of the trauma he went through at that age is a reason why he's attracted to that age. And I think mentally that's where he's trapped. I'm just throwing that out there, and I just want to continue going through the notes. But that's that's the vibe I just called after hearing that. Well, but, I mean, would you say, though, um, oh, what was I going to say there? Oh. I had it, and then you just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, I talk no, too much. No, no, I'm just picking. I'm no, just no, picking. I, I would just so okay. Oh, no, I got it now. So to me, psychologically, again, for those Joe's got a, a bachelor's in psych. Um, that would him hearing about oh, you know, you know, oh, don't worry, babies go to heaven, they're innocent, and all that stuff. At that point, obviously, he still had all the ideas, all the murderous thoughts in mind. But at that point, was did he just find an out? Like, did his brain automatically twist that to be like, oh, no, it's more, okay. Honestly, I think what happened was, is that, remember, he attempted to have, or he attempted suicide himself and didn't succeed yes. prior to this. More or less, he could have been going to that church and finally got a preacher's ear and was like, you know, what would have happened to me, especially being a still, like I was talking about that mental status of being like 12, 13 years old. What if he went to the preacher and was just like, what would, what would happen to somebody if they, if they commit suicide? What would happen if this happened? What about if they were this age? And I think that's actually where this information came from because you have to think as a 12 or 13 year old is brand new to a religion what kind of questions would come up oh no and especially point, no, the type of trauma you went 20s. through at this point but he's he, in his 20s, no though. he's in his 20s but i'm telling you whenever he went oh, through his trauma his, his that's where mental, his mental gotcha, okay. yeah that's where yeah that's where i'm i'm playing gotcha. into so you're talking about his his capacity stunting yes from the trauma i think he's like stunted right around 12 13 14 years old like right there at the edge of puberty well i I guess no you could you you can argue all that point about the whole mentality stuff but for Mm -hmm. the for the sake of the notes and everything i'm gonna go with his age so (laughs) at this point you know he's he's getting really into the church Mm -hmm. he clearly has been having these thoughts of wanting, needing, desiring to hurt others. Yeah. Now he sees like the fact that His calling. Yes, <laughs> that this this preacher, someone who he probably revered uh-huh. very much, so you know, telling him this about what will happen the to first babies. Nice male in his life. We don't fucking right. Know. But now he's but now he's got oh you know he he's warped it to now oh. That's exactly what I needed to hear. That's a sign from God, if anything. Yeah. So, 
Which is uh, not an all too unfamiliar like statement <laughs> when it comes to religion. But yeah, we won't jump down that True. Hole. So in 1991, mm-hmm. uh, Marcelo is 24 at this point. Uh, he actually proceeded to kill a, a lot of different kids. Mm. Um, so the, 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 the first one, uh, it's, there's, there's no actual known like date of when the murder was performed. Uh, there was never any positive ID on the boy because it was an attempted rape. Um, the, it, it was like when the boy was trying to fight his way, yeah. uh, like away from Marcelo and everything like that. Uh, Marcelo used rocks to, to kind of like hit him. Bludgeon him. Yeah. Uh, Disorient him. And then, he, okay, I swear he yeah, Marcelo did, then did rape the uh, the boy before uh, ultimately killing him. Um, so, Joe, give us give us uh, victim number two here. I got it. Um, Anderson Gomez Goulart, 11 years old. He was raped, strangled, decapitated, and his blood was drank by Marcelo. Yeah, so um, there goes the name coming into play of why yeah, he was known. As know, the vampire. As the vampire, yeah, yeah. because this, this was happening. But he did not stop there. Um, uh, so he's escalating very quickly as far as what he's a doing. Um, but yeah. um, he ends up continuing to rape the corpse throughout the night and ends up breaking the neck postpartum. Probably, again, that's a, you know, experimentation. What will this do if I do this? And it's broke. Yeah. Um, the very following victim is, um, it's again, unspecified date, unnamed boy, strangled with his own T-shirt. Um, and his teeth were removed after he was killed. So postmortem. Yeah, those th- there were certain things that uh, Marcella would like to keep somewhat as mementos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this is the only one, uh, but but yeah, the teeth were were kept as a memento. Yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, so they do have a, like at least a month with this one. This is in June of uh, nineteen ninety. One, correct? Yeah, 1991. Yeah. Um, Oder Jose Munes dos Santos, 11 years old as well. Wait, say that again, because you said that sounded smooth <laughs> as fuck. Uh, Oder Jose Munes dos Santos. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's a sweet name. <laughs> now, now let's get to, to sad shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Andrade um, ends up meeting Santos at a bus stop. He ends up inviting um, little Santos with him to come to his house so his aunt could give him money. So I'm not sure, you know, if there was an exchange of well, you have barter to, or, You have to understand, you know. though, he's living in areas of Rio. Yeah. He's living in favela regions of Rio. If if you have no idea what that looks like nowadays, and I, I couldn't vouch and say that the favelas of Rio are better or worse or the same now as what they were yeah. back in the early 90s, but they're still insanely not good nowadays. There's still yeah. tons of violence and crime and rape and murder and shit that goes on in there. Yeah. And it's basically policed internally by gangs a lot of the times with a lot of that shit. So, you know, you have to remember, like, the idea of, of him being like, oh, I'll give you some money to to kids in this area. Yeah. I, sometimes They're that was just enticed. too damn, even the, yeah, even the possibility sometimes was, was too yeah, much for Yeah, I give you that. So, um, Marcella ended up taking uh, Santos to an abandoned, abandoned football field. So, again, we don't, it's probably more soccer field, um, where he was uh, raped and ended up 
being strangled to death. Yeah. Um, after killing him, then Marcella went to his house and convinced his mother to give him a machete. He then returned to the field and decapitated the, decapitated the body with it, obviously. Yeah, um, that was, that was, that was. So was that his own aunt or this boy's aunt? No, 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 no. He, he wouldn't. That wouldn't we, make any sense. Yeah, so his aunt. aunt. Yeah. What do you mean, aunt? Where oh, are you saying aunt? Convinced his mother to give him. Yeah, the Marcella okay. got his mom to give him. I was like, where? You? I was like, you, you no. Know? I don't know what I was thinking, aunt. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Oh, well, he lied to uh, to Odair about coming to his house so that his aunt could give him some money. Oh well, there we go. That's where I'm fucking it up. I at. guess there in we case go. the boy got away, uh, Marcella didn't want the kid to know that he lived with his mother, you know, yeah, like, I guess yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he went back and decapitated the body. Then on December 16th, Joe, uh, Ivan and Altair, uh, who Medioros. All right, go ahead with that. Ivan and Altair. <laughs> Medioros de Abrio. Yeah, Abrio. those two. So yeah. Ivan was seven and Altair was 10. Uh, now the, uh, the brothers lived, uh, in a, you know, a, a really poor area. It's a poor district. Santa, of Santa Isabel. I could do that one. Wait, is it Sao? Yeah. Sao Goncalo. Yeah. Uh, neighboring the municipality of Niteroy. country. Niteroy. Yeah. Night Roy. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there's they were two of a full five kids, yeah. um, to a single mother who and she her name was Zelia and she was actually a maid. Andrade promised to give the money if they ended up helping him perform like a Catholic religious rite. So, if you guys yeah, boy, know, that'd be the easiest way to make me be like, no, uh, I'm good, yeah, I'll wait for some guy with some candy. No, but it's a common thing in like South, like certain parts of like even Mexico and South. America that you know those gigantic like Diaz de la Rente and shit like that like it's it's you know I mean, and if, they if do I prayers a... to like uh, different uh, uh, saints and stuff so yeah but this just says he's just like hey I need y'all to come help me do some religious stuff like if it ain't a festival going on I'm not helping shit <laughs> Um, so the brothers end up falling on the ride to a beach on the outskirts uh, Barit, Barito Barita I don't know how do you say that Barita Barito? Barito? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, viaduct. Um, God damn. So they they even named their water areas. What do you mean? Uh, viaduct? Isn't that those like I gigantic concrete things that were like even run, run through Los Angeles for excess water? Maybe. Oh, okay. Never I mind. Have no earthly idea. But that was a viaduct. I've never lived anywhere big enough to have that kind of <laughs> shit. Um, there he tried to kiss Ivan while he was asleep, but Altair intervened, which, you know, again, Ivan's a small boy. Um, Altair is the yeah, older Ivan's brother. Ivan's seven, Altair's ten. Yeah. Um, in response, uh, Andrade smashed Altair's head against a rock and forced him to watch his, oh man, yeah. fucking watch him rape his brother and strangle him to death. Yeah, so the eldest boy, ah, damn. yeah, got, got, yeah. You know, smash him against the rock, so he's there, probably coming in out of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's when Marcelo is actually raping the seven-year-old uh, brother Ivan, and then afterwards strangled him to death. Um, Andrade actually told Altair, "Quote: I have sent your brother to heaven. Uh, I love you." Mm. So obviously, this this freaks Altair out. He's yeah. fucking ten years old. So at this point. 
his whole survival thing, especially at that age and that size, is kicking in. He's basically agreed to do whatever Andrade says. Yeah, yeah. Um, so his spirit has been broken. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was just. Andrade was like just really like enamored with this with this kid. They, they, they uh, Marcelo said he really liked like his passive personality. Uh, it was and really yeah, liked his green eyes. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about a ten year old here. I, like, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, though, that the reason why he likes that passive nature is because it's easy to manipulate. Well, and also too, now Marcelo's in charge, where normally he's been kind of the whipping boy for others. Yeah, exactly. So he finds himself in uh, a territory he would like to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Marcelo took Altair to a gas station where he actually helped clean up the wound on uh, Altair's head and everything. They they both actually spent the night uh, in the forest near the gas station where uh, uh, Marcelo had cleaned him up. But uh, while they were out there, Marcelo repeatedly raped Altair throughout the night. Uh, the next day, Andrade actually took Altair to, to his, his workplace. workplace. And at some point while he was getting flyers and stuff like that, I said again, uh, Marcelo was a pamphleteer. Yeah. So he was whole thing was hitting streets and panning out flyers and shit yeah. like that. So while he's getting that, Altair was able to actually escape. So now Altair goes home, but didn't say anything to his mother, fearing that she would beat him. So that's crazy. Yeah, so if you're, if you're if you, but I now there's one, there's still one, shit. one out of five missing. There's still technically one out of five missing. I, 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 I'm surprised she didn't start beating his ass trying to find out what happened to the brother. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now, Marcelo actually liked to return to the scene of his crimes. Mm. Uh, probably explains why he would keep some things as mementos yeah. and stuff like that. So he, he really enjoyed relishing in what he had done. And again, if he was as crazy as they say he is or was, and he had this perfectly viable reason and excuse to be able to do it. Maybe he felt completely you know, clear of conscience and everything like that. But he would often like leave food and like small gifts for the victims. Like, I know that's a lot when you pray to spirits and stuff in a lot of other countries and cultures and religions yeah. and stuff like that. But it's almost like he's making offerings to their spirits. Uh, and and Marcelo actually went back and visited the the body of seven year old Ivan. Um, and when he went there, Joe, he actually tucked Ivan's hands into his pockets uh, because he didn't want the rats to end up getting to the little boy's fingers. Now, John, just like you had you had said that um, Altair, yeah, that's really that's fucked so up. Fucked. Yeah, Altair, ahead, but yeah. Altair um, didn't initially tell you know what had happened with his brother to his mother, and that's actually a part of his arrest and his trial. Um, is that um, he only ended up telling of the crime to an older sister the following day. So a lot of time did not at least pass and. Until he did finally open up. It was just maybe the initial shock of being home and getting his defenses back down. But um, Andrade did not try to look for Altair despite him like running off. Um, and Or he tried to hide his brother's body instead of returning it to the crime scene and change the body's position. 
No, no. So no, no. You you missed the word there. No, Andrade. He Andrade Marcelo did not end up going to look for Altair. After Altair yeah. got away from him, he didn't bother to do that. He also did not try to hide Ivan's body. Okay, now, remember, okay. Out, That's like what a, I was like. Right, right. Who, he didn't what? try. He didn't, he didn't try to hide <laughs> Ivan's body. Okay. Uh, and again, we said that that following day is when. Marcelo actually returned to Ivan's body to visit the scene to look at it, and that's when he put Ivan's hands in his pockets because he said he didn't want the rats to get to the yeah, boy's okay. hands. Yeah, okay. Now I understand uh, where it's going. Okay. Yeah. So, but it it the body was discovered by police officers several hours later. Um, now get this: it is said that I guess right in where that area was, it was either prone to flooding or it was right by the shore of something. Well, if it's one of those, like I said, it's like one of those viaducts, like it's oh the viaduct one. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. You're so, right. Yes. Okay, so, so that so, is the thing that fills with water. Right. right. I just so couldn't remember. so so wherever uh, Ivan's body was finally left at, apparently is some place where it could fill with water. Mm-hmm. Um. So initially they they just see that there. They're like, okay, and again it was a strangulation yeah so if you're not really looking for the markings or anything like that they thought that the boy had drowned at some point while the water was higher up in that area yeah well because the boy had his hands tucked into his pockets ah they threw that theory out yeah so fortunately marcello being just creepy and fucking gross Got himself caught up absolutely Mm -hmm. got himself caught up going and putting those hands in there at that point they were just like, okay, the, the idea of him drowning was removed. Yeah. Uh, sexual abuse, however, Joe, was later verified by the authorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so the body ended up being yeah. uh, identified by Ivan's mother, and Altair led the cops to Andrade. This is when um, he took them to Andrade's workplace, and they end up finding him sitting in a chair and eating a packed lunch. Right, so they, um, they get there, Marcelo's like back at the place where he gets the flyers, just eating lunch. Yeah, just like not shit is happening. Nah. So um, he ends up confessing to the crime immediately and showing absolutely no surprise, no remorse, anything. Um, and even after being arrested, Andrade said that he had been waiting for the police to come and arrest him, which makes sense. The little boy's already ran off. You're like, man, I, I am on borrow time um at least he at least he had enough clear thought um he claimed that uh the sex with altair was consensual yeah with the 10 year old yeah i was about to say 10 year old -old altair and 24 year old marcello yeah um unfortunately due to the trauma that um you know uh andrade had put upon altair um, he ended up actually becoming very ill and died from his injuries. So. Yeah, because we, we all have to remember that he had a he Al, had a Al, head Al, wound. Altair escaped the next morning. Mm-hmm. Ivan was killed. Marcelo took Altair to the gas station, cleaned him up. They went into the woods behind there, stayed the night. Again, they said Marcelo repeatedly raped Altair throughout the night. The next morning, he takes Marcelo takes him to his workplace, and then he escapes. Doesn't say anything to his mom at first, but Marcelo is arrested is, is arrested that day at work. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah, was yeah. he so was he's still walking very around with like thirty hours traumatized. The, yeah. All all of that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe originally Marcelo only confessed to killing Ivan. Um, in Marcelo's house, police actually found the machete that he had used to dismember 
uh, Santos's, Santos's body. body. Was that the one he went back and took the he took the head off of him, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, I think it's interesting because then technically you have more mementos being kept. Um, now we have a weapon being kept. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's he can look at it and. Think of the crime. Yeah, exactly. Um, with this evidence, uh, Marcella eventually ended up confessing to raping and murdering the other children. Um, I guess at this point he knew he wasn't going to get away with it. So Andrade, Andrade ends up telling authorities that he would stalk his victims for you know a very limited amount of time um, because they reminded him of himself as a child. Yeah, ding, well, that's ding, falling ding, right ding. into yeah, yeah. His lots victims. Of, lots, of, like a, lots of psychological red yeah. lights just, just flashing right there. Oh, yeah. His victims were lower class boys age 6 to 13 and because he stated that young boys were, quote, beautiful and had soft skin. That sounds like something that would have been told to him by like some like somebody yeah. victimizing him yeah yep. that's, that's really gross it was yep. even gross to hear you say it i know i know and sorry no it's fine <laughs> i had it's to go the there <laughs> um he would then lure the boys to non-populated areas like beaches and hills and sewer tunnels god knows why so sewer tunnel. um there he would rape and strangle them um most of those times um if he his choice to strangle them with was their own t-shirts um he had also smashed their heads with rocks to drink the blood coming out of it and that but he did this thinking he would become beautiful like them so yeah. again this is going back to that fucking mentality i was talking about earlier anyways after killing them he would take their clothes as trophies and sometimes engage in acts of cannibalism and necrophilia with the bodies uh, and he'd also return to the crime scenes and bring food with him to feed his victim spirits and oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah um so according to him he'd actually uh caught the head of one of his victim's bodies so he wouldn't be bullied in heaven by the other children like marcello had been bullied as a boy so yeah there's a lot of like part of his uh victims uh uh mold is that it has to remind him of him of yeah, himself yeah. There, there's like he's getting these like little variables that kind of i guess you could say run a kind of give him a twinge and then he's like oh that's me well yeah and i mean you don't have to know jack shit about psychology to to, to hear the way it was just put to be like oh my god yeah this throws up so many problems and i'm sure a lot of problems psychologically that the the common lay person would have no fucking idea even exists where they're yeah. we're just flying like oh he's crazy and they're like yes he is but here's what it's called like you know <laughs> yeah. like, we have a name for it but um yeah, so at the time of his arrest, uh, Marcelo, I mean, he was compared, you know, to, he was basically like South America's Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, because he had been, he was cannibalizing, uh, he okay. was spending yeah. some time with the corpses, he wasn't storing them necessarily, although he was keeping parts, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, so yeah, he, he kind of fell into that uh, identity of like that kind of a serial killer, uh, Marcelo was actually diagnosed with antisocial personality, uh, personality disorder, schizophrenia, uh, a low IQ. I guess, I don't know how they diagnosed that one. Like, like he keeps trying to eat pudding with a knife. Like, you know, like he's, he's in here, you know, but, uh, yeah, he suffered from low IQ, uh, and psychopathic tendencies along with other severe mental illnesses. Uh, but Joe. Uh, he was declared not reason, uh, not guilty by reason of insanity. Wow! And was actually sentenced 
to the Hator Carrillo Psychiatric Hospital in Rio de Janeiro. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> that was so What did I do? That was so bad of a pronunciation. It sounded like a fucking hick. <laughs> Wait, what did I fuck up? <laughs> it's Rio de Janeiro. Hator Carrillo mm-hmm. Psychiatric Hospital in Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro. <laughs> it's not Janeiro. No. Say it again. Rio de Janeiro. Janeiro? You gotta stop. I can't breathe. Is it Janeiro? No. Hold on. Hold on. No. I'm dying. I can't. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. No. Say it one more time. Rio de Janeiro. 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 There you go. You fucking How? All right. Honestly. How many times did I fuck it up before we got to the I point where you couldn't stop laughing I, anymore? I don't know, but if you did it prior, I didn't pick up on it, but I really could hear that one. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, yours truly will be using uh, the word Rio <laughs> from now on because I'm still not, I don't, right now, I don't remember how I said it when she said I was wrong. I don't remember how she said it when she said that was right. It has slipped. My my brain has a smooth spot. Well, on I hate it. picking on you because I just... mispronounce shit all the fucking time. It's just when you did it, it just tickled me so much. All right. Well. All right. So either way, he goes to the psychiatric hospital in 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 Rio. Um, Andrade managed to actually escape from the asylum in January of '97 when a guard uh, accidentally left a door open. Uh, now he was free for around around twelve days. Uh, so the, at least he knew how to fucking get around. Yeah. Yeah. Until I'm gonna need you, police. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to need your pronunciation skills coming up. So go ahead and take that. <laughs> okay. Managed to catch up with him in the town of, wow. Hold on. Let me get my, I'm picking up, uh, Guaraciaba, uh, de Norte in the Northeastern state of Sayira. Hey, Sayara. I'll take that. That yeah. sounded, that sounded right. <laughs> he managed to end up hitch- uh, hitchhiking his way more than 3,000 kilometers to visit his dad. Uh, when he was picked up, Marcella told police that he was, quote, on his way to the Holy Land, That's, end quote. You know, the, you know the police, or when they found him and that was his response, they were like, we really should have got him sooner than 12 days. <laughs> I really, really think. I'm surprised I'm, there's just not a fucking yeah, there like, should, we yeah, should be following a litany of fucking here, bodies. Right? Like we should have, we should have literally been, been following just tripping over them. Bloody footprints <laughs> in, on highways. Like yeah. who? This guy was on his way to Jerusalem. <laughs> That's good. Like, <laughs> but because he tells the fucking police, I guess essentially in the same breath, "Hey, I'm on my way to the Holy Land." Oh, hey, I killed children and now I'm purified. This fucker is like. I wonder what made him feel like in his head he was now purified. Like, because the, tried- there was no number. That preacher didn't give you, or that priest didn't give you any kind of quantifiable way to know that you've already, you know, purified yourself. So I, I uh, call shenanigans. I don't. This whole dude's <laughs> brain is shenanigans. Like, I don't know. Make a number value for the word shenanigans. That's probably what his fucking IQ score was. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Andrade is, he's, uh, now confined to the, uh, Henrique, Henrique Rosso, go ahead. Roxo Hospital in Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) I said it in my head right when you said it, and I said it wrong. I said it wrong in my brain. Uh, he claims to be an evangelist, Joe. That's good. We definitely need more, more people who ate 
kids to tell everybody about how <laughs> forgiving God is. Yeah. And how, you know, because my first question would have been like, if God's real, why didn't he fucking stop you? Yeah. Why didn't he stop you? Like, you yeah, why was children, children necessary for you to become pure? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, he he hopes to one day be back on the streets. I don't, good God, Brazil. If there's one thing he can He's do, hoping, right, just but don't that do just that. shows you his level of delusion. Now, if, if Brazil lets him out, we could say shame on you, Brazil. But this is a psych, psycho fucking thinking he's gonna one day get out, and then he thinks that all he needs, he says, is the love of a good woman to keep him on the street. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not. He into, needs he's pussy not, not to anymore. rape young boys. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Oh my! Wow. Yeah. God, that's uh, he. Uh, so, uh, so let's get uh, Ilana Kasoy, Joe. Uh, Joe, she's an expert on Brazilian serial killers, uh, and she has actually interviewed uh, Marcelo Andrade numerous times. And uh, this is just some of the quotes as as we wrap up this episode for y'all that that she said about uh, Marcelo Andrade. Joe, you take that first one. Okay, will do. Meeting someone like Marcelo Costa de Andrade is very hard for any human being. I was sick in bed for four days after I talked to him. He's like a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. Look at him and he would never for a single second imagine what he is capable of doing, what he did and what he did with children. As soon as he told me that he took the shorts off of every child he killed and kept them as trophies, he asked me to bring him a gift, a pair of new shorts. I'd never give them to him. I hope he stays in the lunatic asylum for his entire life, end quote. Uh, his mind is more or less the same as that of a 12-year-old. You, you, yeah, you called that Boom. earlier. This is still Ilana yep. uh, Kosoy talking about him. Uh, he dreams of going to Disneyland or Moscow, winning a million dollars, and having plastic surgery on his face so he would never be recognized by anyone. He never feels bad about what he did, just worried that it screwed up his life. He wasn't happy telling me what he did, but he wasn't sad about it either. It's something that doesn't make any difference to him either way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. So he also is quoted saying he believe, or she's quoted as saying um, he believes he was utterly tender to the children he killed and saved them from hell. He doesn't know it was really wrong or awful. He told me all of it as if it, he was talking about something simple some simple everyday things but with specific and cruel details and the tone in his voice never change never change for a single moment end quote so dreadheads that wraps up this episode on marcelo costa de andrade the vampire of night roy <laughs> nita roy not roy yeah whatever so uh we hope you enjoyed that episode that was a uh that's a sick fucking guy yeah not a, I, I don't, uh, yeah, wasn't happy researching him. It was yeah. very difficult, especially, you know, it's always, I don't know. It, it's one of those where it's always kind of like a double-edged sword when someone's so crazy that they do shit like that. Cause like, it's like fucking hell. Should I take comfort in the fact that only that something this monstrous only happened because someone was completely out of their fucking gourd and, and basically lacked a lot of humanity 
Or should I uh, take comfort in the fucking fact that somebody can even get this fucking psychotic and they're just out there and this could happen at any given moment around or me? Or that you there's know? parents raising psychos. Don't forget, yeah, oh, there's well, yeah. usually a faulty parent involved. Usually. It is very rare, very rare for a psychopath or future serial killer to be brought up or brought into a very loving and I guess you could say stable home. It's very rare. So yeah, this is a parent thing too. Yeah, that's gonna be your STD PSA for the fucking episode right <laughs> <My> there. <bad. laughs> no. If you have kids, do like John and Joe says. Don't fuck up your kids. This has been an STD PSA. So with that gonna go ahead and wrap this up joe remind them once again about that website spread the trip podcast.com yes check it out you got links to all the podcast platforms we're on as well as our social media uh it's got our email address the player with all of our episodes uh and you can find uh, ways to donate to us and buy merch don't forget that carl pansram shirt is now on a limited time buy. It is going bye-bye at the end of March. So if you want to get that, go ahead and grab it. Uh, the plays have been great. Thank you all very much. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Take a screenshot of your review. Send that to us along with your mailing address to our IG, our Facebook, or our Gmail. And we will send you out some free Spread the Dread podcast five-star super spreader stickers. I usually get that so good every time <laughs> I fumble a little bit there. But don't forget that. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll close it out by saying once again that I'm John. And I'm Joe. And thank you for listening. And no matter if you listen to us in the morning or afternoon or at night, do like our man Jack Torrance says. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?